Blog Talk Radio. to you everyone in blog talk radio land it is lavar you are listening to page one and as always i'm joined by my lovely co-host mary what's going on not a whole lot how are you doing all right we were just talking here right before we went on the air i was watching cnn and they actually had a story that in dubai the police have bought lamborghinis to help them catch crooks and speeders and I was saying, how awesome that's got to be if you're a police officer in Dubai to get a Lamborghini for your uh, drive-around vehicle. <laughs> I know, right? How do I get signed up for that? You know there's, like, somebody fighting <laughs> to be able to be the one. Because there's no way you could fit you in that but Lamborghini. And I'm pretty sure you've got to go through, like, special training, you know, so that you don't mess up the Lamborghini, because those things are very, very, as nice as they are, I know those are very delicate cars, but, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but today, uh, this Friday, is, according to a lot of people, National Grilled Cheese Day. So, how do you like your grilled cheese? Grilled with cheese? <laughs> No, I mean the oh, type okay. of cheese. <laughs> Sorry, I was being a smarty pants, wasn't I? Um, I like dipping it in, uh, like, tomato bisque or cream of tomato soup. Just tomato soup, period. Just warm, oh, melty cheese. Perfect. That like, like a your cheddar or American or... Yes, know, yes. Provolone, yes. Anything melty. See, there's the some things that don't melt. Like, Swiss doesn't melt very good. So don't go with Swiss. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, that did sound a little fancy right now when you just said tomato bisque. Bisque. That's like you know, it's not that, tomato soup. It makes it feel fancy. It's not. It's tomato soup. It's <laughs> so why not call you know, and that's 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 like uh sometimes well my wonderful sister in law, she'll call, you know, the um the celery and uh, carrot plates uh, stuff like that, she'll call it crudite. Which I think that is the the name some people give it. And I'm like when the first time she said it, she was like crudite, and I'm like veggie tray. <laughs> yeah, and I'm it like sounds like veggie tray. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what the heck it's is that? Words. She's it's like, oh, words. yeah. And she, I was like, what the heck is that? And she's like, it's the vegetables. Just call it a veggie tray. That's it is what it is. <laughs> I don't know. But they just made up the word crudite. <laughs> veggie tray, and then they said, oh, it sounds like whatever the name they just called it. Veggie tray. <laughs> Uh, well, that's that's like me, you know, doing the, uh, you know, or me like calling a pop or soda, you know, flavored <laughs> carbonated water, you know. <laughs> pop or soda. I like how you did yeah. that. No, because I know half the country will understand me and the other half probably will not. <laughs> <laughs> Just try to straighten it out for you. <laughs> keep, but, it, keep it real. 
Yeah, keeping it real. And we're keeping it real uh, not only here but on Twitter where you can catch me at News Comet BTR. You can catch Mary over at Lou Eyes Mama. And you can also catch everything that we do at our official webpage at newscommentbtr.wix.com where you will find the latest show schedules, our bios, and the retro moment of the week. So we'll have a lot of stuff there. Uh, before I kind of go on, I want to thank the cast of Voice of a Child uh, actor Richard Callian, along um, with uh, Elizabeth Jenkins and Deborah and Deontay. They came on last night for the 411 Lounge. That play is going to be here in Chicago on April 20th. So if you are in town here in Chicago, need something to do, definitely catch them out. Uh, they will be uh, one night only at the Portage Theater uh, here in Chicago. So uh, you can catch the interview, too, which is uh, on our page. So that's all there. We got that out of the way. I think we're all set to go, right? <laughs> yeah. Interesting thing, and I know we've talked about this in the past, but Nightline did a very interesting uh, report recently, and it goes to something that I think we've mentioned time and again here on this program. It is about kids, especially now toddlers and technology. And it showcased... Uh, a family, but before that, it talked about uh, a young child who uh, is two months old, and uh, she can't even sit up yet. But her father was already cheering her on, praising her for interacting with an iPad app. And there's dozens of proud parents, of course, sharing their infants' touchscreen skills and videos posted on YouTube, ooing and eyeing over the kids as they interact with various apps. And of course, babies are transfixed by iPads. Uh, and so when the device shuts off or is taken away, the YouTube video showed him going into full-fledged tantrum, screaming and crying for the device. Now, one other lady, she put an iPad in front of her 10-day-old baby to see how he would react. And she said, quote, I guess I just didn't think it was going to hurt, so why not give it a try? And, of course, we all know the iPad didn't exist until three years ago, so there's no hard data yet uh, as to the effects the device might have on a child's development. Take the Kloss family of White House Station, New Jersey. Uh, uh, Devin, 9, Delaney, 7, and Dalton, 4. Uh, they're savvy technical uh, divas, as they say on the report, fluent in iPhone and iPad apps. So what they did uh, was that they actually took the device away. No devices for 31 days. Pretty much they had to quit cold turkey, which meant pretty much that you had to entertain yourself outside or in the playroom. Now, the girls were left to play with their analog toys and had to resort to imaginary play. And at one point, uh, Devon and a, a friend played with a pretend iPad. And it says, not surprisingly, those kids fought a lot more without the device to occupy them than some, uh, some child psychologist said those sibling uh, squabbles are healthy socialization. I would go into the report a little bit more. It's an interesting thing, and we'll post it on our page. But... Uh, there were studies from a college of renowned Center for Child and Toddler Development, and they did their own reports. Uh, they were behind a two-way mirror observing kids and noticed how kids reacted after the iPad was taken away. And pretty much uh, they were tested for, quote, distractibility uh, to see how they responded. And children were so zoned in on the apps they were playing with, they didn't really respond to researchers. Uh, the only toddler who managed to resist the iPad's magnetic pull was a little girl who uh, fully turned out, who fully tuned, tuned out her environment. 
And the study kind of goes on and on about, you know, the child's needs to be exercised like a muscle in order for creativity to be developed. Because over time, children's play became more elaborate, three-dimensional, and they found that the more that these kids were using or not using iPads, the better their social skills got. So you as a parent, uh, you read this report. First of all, I was a little troubled by the fact that people were giving kids who aren't even five months old an iPad. That was Yeah, that was going to be my first, hello, hi, they're five months old, people. And I, like, I know you don't like crying, screaming babies, but babies cry and scream. They poop, mm-hmm. they eat, they sleep, they scream. That is what they do. Sticking an electronic device in front of their face so they stop, although it's great for your ears, is not good for the child. No, it, it was like, okay, but, this, this, rant. The whole thing, <laughs> but the whole thing is a little flawed, don't you think? Because at that age, of course, a child, a young kid that age, is going to be uh, interested in all the flashing lights and the moving parts, so to speak. Oh, yeah, and the, and the noise and things that move and, oh, my God, if you touch the screen, something happens. You know, they're not thinking, oh, my God, if they touch the screen, it happens. They're thinking, look, and then grab something because that's what babies do. <laughs> they grab because that's how they try and figure out their world, and then something happens. <gasps> oh, my God, this is so cool, is what their brain is going on. Now, they're too young. They're too, Trust me, I think my daughter at nine is too young to be playing on the computer. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point where I, like, sit there and go, get off the computer and the Kindle and your cell phone and go outside. <laughs> go <laughs> eat your brain, put together a puzzle, color a workbook page. I don't care what it is, but don't sit there and stare at a screen all day. <laughs> but the one thing I did see in that, and that's my, my rant, I just, I think, Children should be where children should be, which is outside. And parents should be parents and actually deal with the screaming children. Um, But the one thing that I did notice in the report that I did, um, I kind of laughed at, was the uh, attention span thing, like whatever took their attention. We Mm -hmm. (laughs) all. And the interesting note to that, and I was kind of going into it a little bit, it says once the iPads were confiscated from that group, The researchers believe the toddlers transformed into more verbal, more social, and more creative creatures. And um, well, yeah, they were screaming and yelling because you took away their toy. Now, if you remember back when you were, you know, five, six, seven, and you had a favorite toy, and your mom took it away, the first thing you wanted to do was scream. Now, granted, we were smarter kids. We screamed (laughs) for about two seconds. Your mom would shoot you the look, Mm -hmm. and you'd shut up. These kids don't know the look because they're too big. Their noses have been in the iPad for the last three years, hmm. and they're only six. So, I guess my thing here too, and the question is, is that you know, as a parent, and you've kind of answered it already, but as a parent, are you more or less, I guess, into this whole thing of letting, you know, toddlers or and I'm 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 pretty much I'm going to close off the age gap here. I'm going to say probably toddlers below five. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you with the whole thing of letting them at least even encounter some forms of technology, or would you rather they don't? In in an idealistic world where I got my way all the time, um, I would say. 
keep that technology away from those kids. Mm-hmm. Without the um, creativity and the forethought of our generation um, and, you know, the generation that immediately followed us with all that technology on top of everything else, those apps wouldn't be available, you mm-hmm. know. Those we need to. If you want something new and better, you don't stick the old and 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 the same back in front of somebody else's face. We need that creativity. You need to get those juices flowing. That's in an idealistic world. That's in my utopia. Um, for real, the electronic babysitter exists. Unfortunately, people are going to use it. Unfortunately, do I agree with it? No. If I had a child in that age group. I would be doing everything I could to be the one person that when they start to scream and cry and everybody goes, oh, here, I have an iPad, be the mom that goes, uh, no. Screaming and crying doesn't get you the reward of an iPad. Just think the electronic babysitter during our generation was the television, and now it is the iPad and the computer. Which Yeah, uh, it's a lot more it, mobile. It, it's a lot more mobile, but in my brain, too, a lot more dangerous because of how widespread it is. And for those parents that leave their kids alone at the computer and don't monitor what they do because there's so much out there for them to stumble mm-hmm. upon. You know, television back then, you know, be it the you know, the only danger point for us was when we tuned away from Sesame Street and came across a soap opera, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> it was tame back then. You know, but nowadays in this, you know, uh cableized world and in this uh, techie world, you can pretty much stumble across porn in, uh, <laughs> in, in the blink of an eye without even having to say the whole word. Or, you know, uh, you can stumble across people who aren't um, probably the best people for your children to be running across. And it, it all happens in such a blink of an eye. And I don't know if I am, without it being monitored and at least it being, I guess, What's the word I want to use here? I guess marshaled about, you know, or having a strict, like, hey, you only are going to do an hour a day on this. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's parents, like I said, who will just give it to the kid and pretty much walk off, do what they got to do, and then come back probably two hours later, and the kid's still sitting in the same spot and hasn't blinked. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say that if you're going to introduce your child to that, and like I said, there's no problems with it now in this age and era, but... If you're going to, I don't know if I'd trust a kid under five with an iPad as much as they cost, but exactly monitor what your kids do and set, you know, specific rules as to, hey, you know, if you're going to be on the iPad for an hour, it's an hour a day. And after that, you know, you're outside playing or you're doing something else that's constructive, not sitting in front of an iPad. Exactly. That's I don't know. You just said be a parent. <laughs> there's, a, there's a thought. Ah, there is a concept. <laughs> <laughs> Being a parent. <laughs> Holy uh, jump up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This next story is actually pretty Speaking interesting. Speaking of parents. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How do you become a parent? No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's another show for another day, and I think that will take that <laughs> I don't think it's going to take that long, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I ran across another interesting story this week, and I've been asking people since last week about this, and we've talked about this briefly. And it was about something that came up uh, from Radar Online, uh, and it 
was involving actress Rachel McAdams. She split from her boyfriend after two years of dating in late February. And supposedly since then, she had been reportedly leaning on her ex, Ryan Gosling, to help her get through the difficult time. However, it's allegedly causing a bit of a problem with Ryan Gosling's current girlfriend, who is actress Eva Mendez. According to sources, Rachel's always kept in touch with Ryan, but now that she's split with Michael, she's been calling him and using him as a shoulder to cry on. It hasn't gone down very well with Eva, to say the least, and Ryan wants, but Ryan wants to be there uh, as a friend to his ex. Now, of course, if you want to go back in history and you want your celebrity news, of course, if you remember, Rachel and Ryan start, uh, started a notebook and dated from 2005 to 2007 before uh, reconciling briefly again in 2008. And after the end of their relationship, they remained friends. Ryan even described Rachel as, quote, one of the great loves of his life. And my question to you, and a question that I have yielded across over the last week online and everywhere else, is, is it okay for your current beau, or if you have a girlfriend, to be there as a shoulder to cry on or as a crutch for an ex? I think there's a time limit. Hmm. I, me, personally, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm jealous. I'm a jealous person. I'm always a jealous person. It's just that you don't have what I want right now, so that I'm not jealous of you. But if I have something and somebody's trying to take it away from me, I get defensive and jealous and, wait a second, they may not be trying to take it away from me, but you're taking away my time, my attention. And I'm an attention, there's a word there I was going to use, but I'm not going to. But I'm I'm attention hound. I, I need it. I want it. I like. I'm like a succubus when it comes to attention. So... If I have somebody in my life, I want their attention to be solely on me. If I've been with someone long enough, and I'd say two, three maybe years, maybe, depending on how well everything goes and where the relationship is heading, I would probably be okay with having a friend that is of the opposite sex who has not been part of our lives like in that kind of major way that had a major problem, say, hey, you know, I, I really need your help just to kind of help bulk me up. In this case, they've only been dating, what, a year? Something like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not, that's no that's bad juju right there, you know. Yeah. But then again, in Hollywood, a year is like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like how they made about a year. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer this for, for her. This this question gets a little iffy, and I, I talked with a friend of mine, uh, and hello, Joy, if you are listening in, but she actually said that uh, it, you know, that you should feel confident enough in your relationship as to where it shouldn't bother you, which is actually a good point, which is a valid point. Uh, and if they are friends, and she pretty much said, you know, she, of course, has friends that are exes, just like all of us do. We have friends that are exes. And for that, she says that you should be able to trust that and have faith that nothing's going to happen. Now, going from that, as a guy, if it were reversed and say if my girlfriend was 
Uh, I don't know. I'll say if it was Kate Upton. And she had at one point dated Channing Tatum. And Channing Tatum had a bad breakup. And she was there as a shoulder to cry on. Even though I'm the most confident guy in the world, I'm not sure I would want her to be there as a shoulder to cry on for Channing Tatum. Because, you know, here's the other thing, and this is what I put in it. How often have we heard the story of people getting back together through some weird cataclysmic way in which someone else was hurting at that point? And how many times have you seen it in movies where someone who was with somebody wasn't, like, married or anything, was there as a shoulder to cry on for an ex, and in the midst of all of that, I guess, uh, sorrow or self-pity and this and that, you know, they catch feelings again. Well, yeah. Feel- well, think it- about it. You, you're as a, as the shoulder to cry on. I'm gonna sneeze. Um, as a shoulder to cry on, you're saying things like, "No, it's his fault, his loss," or "No, it's her loss," or whatever the case may be. No, you're you're a great catch, and then you start naming all the good things about your quote unquote friend who is your ex, and what happens? You think about those good things. You think about when you were together. But that too. But you know what? The person that is getting those uh, compliments are saying, "Wow, they really feel that way about me, and they still feel that way about me." And my person who I just broke up with didn't feel that way. And then you catch feeling, or as we said back in the day, catching feelings. For <laughs> that person, mm-hmm. doesn't work out too well at the end. And I was like, "Well, I have all agreements for having the faith in your relationship." I just think at times too, when stuff like that happens, uh, the ones who have been hurt and need your ex as a crutch are sometimes kind of blinded by. At the moment, I think, um, I guess the moment. If and I'm going to explain a little bit more, you know if. That person, if you're hurting at that moment, if you've been jilted and you know things happen and you break off something, someone comes along, they express feelings for you that the other person did not, or no one has to that point. You know whether that person's married, attached, or whatever. All of a sudden, you catch some form of attractiveness to that person, and what happens at that point is. You know, if that person still has some form of a feeling for you, it could possibly open that door again, which is kind of the danger point. And I don't think I blame Eva for being a little mad, but, yeah. How much you want to bet that probably sometime in the next year, if things just happen to break apart from him and Eva, and he goes back to Rachel? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. It's one of those things. God, that's why I say there's a time frame on it. Because after a certain amount of time, if you've been in a long-term relationship, and I'm talking long-term, two, three, four, five years with the same person, and you guys have already built a solid foundation, you've got a lot of trust, you've got a lot of um, momentum, you know where your relationship is headed, you're you're very open with each other, that kind of thing. You're very in a very good place, married or not, doesn't even matter. But that, that time, that foundation, if you've got that, then I think you can I don't know, withstand is a horrible word, but kind of weather that portion yeah. of the oh, those are my feelings about my ex that I'm now supporting because at that point that's just a friend. Because you're yeah. no longer an ex. 
at some point you stop being an ex and start being just a friend. And that's where that time frame comes in. If you've been dating that long, then that quote-unquote ex is just a friend. There's no ex there. So it's easy for me to say, George Clooney, you're really handsome. It was, It's her loss, you know, or whatever. Um, that's why I say there's a time on it. But as short a time as they've been yeah. together, I just, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm on I'm on Ava's side on this one. <laughs> yeah, really it's gonna be interesting to see where that goes. Speaking of good looking people, and we only got about five minutes here, but we want to get through this. Details magazine came out with its list of the most uh doable celebs. I'm using the good clean word here because it's the F word and we replace that in there. For women, at number five on the list was Megan Fox, number four was Jessica Alba, number three was Jennifer Lawrence, number two Kate Upton, and number one Mila Kunis. For on the men's list, who women liked, number five was Bradley Cooper. At number four was Channing Tatum. Number three, Adam Levine. At number two, Zach Efron. And at number one, Ryan Gosling. So the homework assignment this week for Mary, because I know that she does not like list, and this is a rare time in which we get a chance to do the list, is that if you were to submit your own top five to Details Magazine, who would it be? And who would be your top five in order from one to five? I okay. I hate lists. I hate <laughs> lists. <laughs> Putting that out there one more time. I hate lists. All right. Top five from five to one. I did I actually did only have five this time. Um I kept the two in the bedroom based on that kind of because Lavar knows I have multiple lists. Um mm-hmm. Shane West. He's not in it. Much doing much anymore right now, so I don't even really know what he looks like. But I'm going on character: Shane West, Sam Worthington, <sighs> Mama. Anyway, um, Bradley Cooper was on my list. He's number three. Number two was Kevin James, and he was beat out by somebody. And this is the weirdest part: he's beat out by somebody that would never end up happening. But John Berman, he's my number one. <laughs> but you knew that was going to happen, so that's okay. <laughs> I I knew that was, and. Um... I don't know if the John Berman thing would ever happen, but uh, <laughs> things are possible. Um, God, if that was possible, I want to be the one. Sign me up. I know I am going to catch flack from my list, and I will have to tell you, this was actually funny because I put together a list of 60 names, and I went from 60 down to 30, 30 to 15, and then from 15 to 5, and this was so <laughs> tough. And I this actually backfired on me this week because this was actually such a tough list. And I know I'm going to catch flack. Easy. For, and I know I'm going to catch flack for one of the names on this list. But okay. at number five, I, I know, and I, I know, I still, I, I, I don't know. There's just something about her. But number five was Lindsay Lohan. I know that's getting like the big, huge lot. <laughs> that was tough okay. because there was a lot of people that fell off at number five, but they just weren't worth a number five spot. Number four was Christina Hendricks. Number three was Halle Berry. Number two was Kim Kardashian. And number one on my list was Kate Upton. Okay. Two of those people are pregnant. No, 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 no. Not counting the pregnancy thing. I'm not (laughs) counting that. And that's what I did not count on. I was counting on, like, if it was any other time, you know. Not Fraggers. Not Fraggers. They would. (laughs) You know, because I was like, then that would have been, like, another two minutes. Because then if you had to throw them out because of that, Katy Perry would have been somewhere in there. Sophia Vergara would have been somewhere in there. You know, it's kind of like there were a lot of people that, like, just missed it. Or Rosario Dawson would have been there, too. So it was just so many that pretty much fell off that list. So 
uh, Rosario actually was like a close five. It, it would have been, but I still like Lindsay, no matter how screwed up she is. And um, <laughs> she's not bad. Screwed up. She's just crazy. Yeah, she's just a little crazy. But uh, she's a little crazy. we've got about she's a, a lot minute. of fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I was like, heck, yeah, I can only imagine what she would. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> gotta keep it clean here in the last minute, forty-five. But <laughs> that's why my list was easy because that's all I thought about. Just that section because my list, there's a whole. You know, I have multiple lists. Like, I want to have your baby. <laughs> I want to be married to you and live my, the rest of my life with you. I want. You know, you can be in my bedroom, but you can't speak. You know, you can't open your mouth. Or you could be in my bedroom, but I can't see you. I can, you only can talk because it's your voice that I'm attracted to, that kind of thing. Yes. I've got lots of different lists, but this one, this one was easy for me. This is, this, I'm shocked. The next one probably won't be, but we got a minute no. left. Any shout-outs this week? Um, no, not this week. This week has been, it's been a very quiet, I've been a hermit this week. Well, nothing wrong with, with that. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with being. <laughs> Did you? Never mind. I was going to ask what you had just said, but I, I thought I caught that. <laughs> I thought I heard whips and chains, but I don't want to. You know. <laughs> um, no, you know. On that note, I've got nothing. <laughs> Put the, put the mic down, done. <laughs> Out. Man, if only this were an hour-long show. If you want to, if you want to at least want to put in some loot to help make this an hour-long show, get in contact with me. But on that note, we'll have to leave it as is because the clock on the wall is telling us our time is up. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. For Mary, I'm Lavar, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Page One. Peace. your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.